Well, let's look at uh, Matthew 6, verse 32. Can you go back to... Um, can you show verse 31 and 32 as well? And then we'll go to verse 30, or verse 31, sorry, and then we'll go to 32 and 33. It says, therefore, this is Jesus speaking, we are going to um, continue on our series. We started a series several weeks back called Honoring God and Our Finances. We're going to continue on that this morning. Verse 31 says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, or those without God seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus said, Don't worry, saying, What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Now you could... Uh, those are the basics. You need, you need something to eat, you need to drink, and you need to be clothed. Thank God, you need, you need some place to stay, and he talks about that in different places. But you know, those are the basics, but you could extrapolate this to whatever people get worried about when it has to do with material things. You know, how am I going to pay for this? Where am I going to go? How is this going to happen? You know, where is this going to come from? And, and Jesus says, verse 32, After all these things the Gentiles, or those without God, seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He knows what we need. God's not surprised. He knows what we need. I mean, you just think of God the Father. He has always been. He will always be. You and I have been around for what, a few decades? I don't care if you're 90, it's still a few Compared to affinity, it's not even worth talking about. It's just a few. We came on the scene just a little bit ago. He's always been. And you just imagine, we can't wrap our mind around it, but we can, you know, take a run at it. We can try. He is so vast, and he's always been around, always. See, we just, our mind breaks right there, but you can, you can still give a run at it, you know, just think back you know, thousands, millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions. He just keeps going. And he has always been. Now, we just showed up, and then sometimes we're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to take care of such and such. And he's always been. I mean, there is, he is solid. There is nothing that shakes him. Amen. He created the whole universe. And we see just about this much, not even this is way too much in relation to, you know, the span. We just, our life, we just see a, a little bit time-wise, but also then geographically, also then just experientially, uh, we just see so little. Yet we can think, you know, when, when you're close to a situation, it can feel like it's like this and it's everything and you just can't see anything past it. But really, when we put it in the scope of things, it's when we realize God's God, we're His children, this is all just so small. Now we're looking to Him. It puts everything in perspective to where, hey, if we know Him, what are we worried about? I mean, the thing can seem like, what are we going to do? But then when you say, oh God, who are you? Then it's like, well, that's nothing. He can take care of that. He's been taking care of people since, they were, since He created Adam. 
He knows what we need. He didn't, you know, wake up beginning of 2020 and then all of a sudden stuff happened like, oh no, what are we going to do now? I mean, he's always been. So Jesus is saying, don't worry. The people without God, let's look at verse 32, said, for see, after all these things, the Gentiles seek, or those without God, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Look at um, 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, just the last part of that. So, so we seek Him first. If we know Him, the other stuff is just secondary. We, just, we need to get that in place. 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, just the last part of that. It says, those who honor me, I will honor. Okay, he's the God of all creation. If you look to him and honor him, you don't got to worry about anything else. If he honors you, what's there to worry about? Okay, I mean, if, if he's so vast, you just need to know him, honor, do what he told you to do, and everything else is secondary. Okay, it just, it fades into the background. It's not a big deal, but he's number one. Let's look at um, Luke 12, verse 29, just in the, it's a different, it's a different account of this, this same, or what Jesus was talking about in Matthew. Luke 12, 29 says, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind, for all these things after for all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 32, do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not fear, little kids, for it's, it's the Father's you know, good pleasure to give you what you need. Verse 33, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in heavens that does not fail. For where no thief approaches, nor moth destroys, verse 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you, there's, um, there's multiple facets to this, but he's saying where your treasure is, your heart is, but also, so where, where your money is, that's where it shows where your heart is, but also... Where your treasure is, your heart follows that. But he's saying in context, seek me, seek what I, what I am doing, and then all this other stuff, this natural stuff, will follow. Now, and then verse 34, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. What we do with our money really is an outflow of where we are as a person. I'm going to say that again. What we do with our money, I'm talking in general, is really an outflow of where we are as a person. You know, we're, we're talking about, um, in this series, honoring God in our finances, and there is a, there's a lot of facets to that. And uh, we're going to touch on some of that today, just some, some general, some... Um, some practical things, some of these other facets, because, you know, it's not, it, it, they're, number one, and we're going to talk about this, it's honoring God. 
And giving is part of that, but that's not the only thing. There's so many facets. And what we do with our money really is just where we're at uh, as a person in general. When you look at changing spending habits or what we do with our money, realize that the most difficult aspect is changing yourself. It's the same thing with diets. It's the same thing with exercise. It's the same thing with any of these things. It's not what you do on paper. That's the easy part. You can write stuff down. You can say, I'm doing that. It's when you got, it's where you are in any of these things is just an outflow of where you are as a person. And it's been, it's, it's been ingrained for a while. And so we need to understand that, recognize that. And understand that what we're doing is an outflow of where we are. And you need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen. In any area. I mean, we could talk about any area, but we're talking about, you know, finances. This is a, a financially, it, it, it impacts a lot of our life. And, you know, if, if you just try to change stuff or do stuff like really quick and say, okay, yes, I'm going to do stuff. A lot of times that's emotion. And you can maybe do stuff for a little while. But then it just gets backed up. You know, you, you think you're going to change something and it's going to be changed for good, but you, you know, you do it the first day, you do it the second day, do it the third day, but really there's this pent up, you know, reserve happening where you're, you haven't really changed the core. You're just trying to change some of the behaviors and then it just blows apart. You revert to where you were or worse. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Excuse me. And so this is the same in so many areas. It's the same uh, with money. You know, giving, uh, buying impulsively, planning, uh, being fearful about money, um, doing things emotionally, or doing things logically. Those are all facets, a lot of times, of who we are as a person. Some people are very reserved, and they, they, they really just tend to do things a certain way when it comes to financial, because that's where they are as a person. That's the, that's the way they think about some things. Some, things are very, some people are very impulsive. They just you know, want to get stuff done right away because that's where they are as a person, or that's maybe their personality. So what we need to do is put these things up against the Word of God and say, what does the Word of God say, and live that way. And God knows. He knows what we need. He knows where we are. There's no excuses. There's no like, well, I'm just that way. Well, we can just say we're just this way and end up with results we don't want, right? In any area. You know, I'm just this way, whether it's eating, exercise, all the things we know we should do. You know, everybody knows. We generally know what we should do. That's not the problem. It's not knowing. We may need some help in the logistics, but it's really just getting her done. Yes, I know I shouldn't do that, but boy, I really want to do that, right? It's, it's, the, it's, it's in between, it's that space from where you know what you should do and what actually doing it. That, that's the problem area, right? That, it's that gap. I want, eat, I want to eat that. I don't want to do the exercise. You know, I, I want to buy that. I know I should plan for this. I know I should give this. I know I shouldn't do this. But it's then, but then we do something anyway, and you know, we've all been there. It's not, we can harp on what to do, what to do, what to do. 
Well, we need to know what to do, and we're going to go over that. We also need to trust God that, God, show me. Show me how to do this and implement it in my life so it's lasting change, not knee-jerk. Amen. Amen? Because you can just you can make something, make this pile of something that looks good, but it's just waiting to be knocked down, and then it's knocked down, and then you're just more discouraged than before you started, right? So let's look at um, some scripture. We're going to spend, we're going to look at some different verses, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to give you a lot of verses, but a lot of them are short. We're going to look at a lot of Proverbs because we're looking at some, pro, some practical things. Um, Solomon was a, a, a very wise person. In fact, when um, God was speaking to Solomon through a dream, you know, he asked him, what do you ask of me when he first became king? And he said, look, I'm but a little child. I don't, basically, I don't know anything. I need wisdom to guide your people. And God said, because you've asked for wisdom and you've not asked for wealth and power and health, I'm going to give you the other stuff. And he said, there won't be anybody, there's never been anybody like you. There won't be anybody afterwards. And he gave him wisdom to deal with the affairs of life. And so there's a lot of Proverbs that Solomon wrote um, or that he influenced other people with. And so we're going to spend some time there. We're also going to, to read some other scriptures, but just some of these kind of practical things and some of the other facets about the you know, finances and material things that the Bible has to say, because we're, we're approaching this holistically uh, as we look at the Word. Uh, so number one, uh, let's look at Colossians 3, 23. We're not going to spend a ton of time here because we're, this is an overriding theme of what we're talking about, um, is to put God first. And of course that applies here, but we're going to, like I said, we've, we're, we're spending a lot of this time in this overall, in this series. We just read in Matthew and Luke to seek first the kingdom of God. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Verse 23, whatever you do, do it heartily as, as to the Lord and not to men. So that applies to everything, right? Whatever you do, you're doing it unto God, not to people, not in men's ways. Proverbs 3, 9, we've read this before, but just we'll read this in this setting and then uh, move on. Although this is the overriding issue here, the overriding thing, it's got to inform everything else we do. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. We read 1 Samuel, Those who honor, I will honor. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. Here it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. Well, that includes everything. Yeah, it includes giving, but it also includes how we do things in these areas. What do we do? How do we do it? Honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So we honor Him. It's the first step, and we'll talk more about tithes and offerings, and we'll talk more about specifically some of those things. But notice, it's in everything. It's how you do any, any part of it. It's not just, you know, it'd be like with your time. We're not talking about time, but it, again, all these things work together. There's not really a slice of your life or my life that's just, um, just separate from all the other things. How you spend your time is, influences a lot of other things. But you could say, we're not, you could just talk about you know, uh, going to church or reading your Bible as part of your time. And, well, you have to honor God in that. Well, you do. You should. But it's also what you do on the job. It's also what you do... Um, 
when you're working with your, or you're, you're uh, meeting your relatives or other people. And the same thing with money. Yes, the giving part is important. Yes, how we honor God specifically in those things, but it's also every part. How we, how we spend and, and do with our money is important. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28.8. The first thing I just want to touch on, we're going to touch on just several aspects. And I have a lot here, we'll see. We'll, um, that's why we pray beforehand so we can get out what we need to get out. But the Bible talks about working. All right, it says to put your hand to something. Deuteronomy 28, 8 says, The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in, in the, the land He is giving you. Notice it says, He'll bless everything you put your hand to. That means we need to put our hand to something, right? What we put our hand to, He's going to bless. He doesn't just rain money down from heaven. We, what, he, what we put our hands to, He's going to bless. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, For even when we are with you, we command you this, If anyone will not work, he will not eat. Neither should he, shall he eat. The Bible talks about working. Proverbs 28, verse 19 says, A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. The trustworthy person will get a rich, rich reward, reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. So the Bible does talk about these things. Now you have to qualify it. Verse 19, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. But the underlying part of all this is you're trusting God. Because you could take this out of context and just talk, because people do. I mean, it, it's a general principle. Just talk about you work hard. What are you working hard in? It's not just working hard. It is, number one, you're trusting God, and you do what you're supposed to do in, in um, service of Him. And there's a balance to this. We're going to see this in a number of places. Yeah, you work hard, but that's not the isolated part. These all go together. You trust Him. You look to, to the Lord. You honor Him in your possessions. Yes, you work hard, but you don't, it's not all about just working. You can work and hard and be doing the wrong thing. But this is a facet. You can't isolate any of these things. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. So just let me insert this here. We're going to talk about a number of facets, but people will overemphasize giving. Giving, you ought to give. But you know what? If you just give everything you have and not, you're not actually there and you're not giving in faith, you can be completely broke too. Did you hear me? It's not just, oh, well, gosh, I'm going to pull this lever because some people have made it sound like it's just about what you give. Giving represents how you honor God, and it is important. But if you just say, hey, well, man, I've hit the lottery. I'm just going to start giving. I don't got to do anything else. Or, you know, I got some money in my savings account. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to quit work, and I'm just going to write some checks giving, and I'm going to expect them to be blessed. That's in isolation. Do, do you see that? And some people... We'll talk about it. I'm just touching on a number of things. Maybe flying over, we're going to put in some of the gaps. Have said, well, if it's just giving, man, I'll just, I'll give and I'll put it on the credit card and just keep going in debt and expect it just to turn around. That's not, that's not wise either. Yeah. See, that's imbalanced. Uh, 
you don't, you don't make any of these things in, in isolation, and that's kind of what we're, we're focusing on today. Number two, don't be in a hurry. These all kind of go together, and I'll, you see how this just segues. You know, put your hand to something. At the end of the verse we just read, it said, a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. Proverbs 23, verse 4 says, Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Because, take it back to the beginning, what is important in life? How much money you have? At the end of the day, God's been around forever. You're here for uh, just a few decades. But, you know, the overriding concern is how much money you leave in the bank. No, it's not. It's, what did you serve God? So then, would you wear yourself out to get rich for something that's not really worth anything? Yeah, you can bless people, but people use all kinds of excuses. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm working this hard because I want to be able to give... Okay, there's other verses that we'll read. It's, it all goes together. It's, it says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. The verse 28, or Proverbs 28, verse 22 says, greedy people try to get rich quick. Now, now we read that and go, ah, I'm not greedy. You know what the word there is? It's covetousness. It means you're looking at stuff. That's what it is. Uh, I want that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after it. The Bible clearly, over and over, it talks against that. You don't want to go after stuff, covetous or greedy. It says you want to get rich quick, or we want it earlier. We want it, I mean, have you noticed that? People want everything now versus uh, maybe our predecessor took decades to build up things. We want it, what our parents had, early. Well, that can get you into trouble. It says, greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty. Because if you're running, 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 uh, you can't do that forever. The fallacy is the world will just say, oh yeah, you know, just go after it. You get her done. Yeah, you and everybody else that just arrived on the scene don't understand longevity and wisdom and how you pace yourself. Life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And at the end of the day, when we step over to eternity, there's so many things in this world we're not going to care about. It's just going to all fade in the background. And what do we do for God? You know, and you can burn out early because you went so hard looking, trying to get stuff that you left the earth early and didn't actually do what you're supposed to do. That's not, that's not wise. Now, none of this, you know, we're looking at the Word. Just let the Word speak to us where we are. God will, will bring us up, all of us. There's different parts uh, don't let condemnation come in because that's not going to help anybody. When you look at the Word, whenever the Word, uh, you know, you see the Word, let it, let it speak to you. But like we said to the, at the beginning, how we spend our money is an outflow of where we are as a person. It, it involves where you are spiritually, where your faith is, what you know about the Word. It also involves you where your mindset is, your emotions what you saw maybe growing up that if you haven't taken care of that there's so much there god knows how to move us to the next place and everybody is dealing with different they're they're dealing with different areas that's why it's just we don't judge we don't look to other people and say well why don't you do it this way well they could easily look at you and go well why don't you just change this we're looking at the paper version 
And we can all look at somebody else. We'll see this is the way we ought to do it. We all understand that. It's getting it done. You know, this is the exercise regimen. Well, great. Maybe you do that the first day, but then you got to do it the next day. And you can line it up. Anybody, you know, you ever looked at it? You already, you lined up what's going to, this is my new routine. This is my new schedule. I'm going to spend time here, an hour there, half hour there. We're going to go this and this. And it looks awesome. You're like, man, I got it licked now. I have got it figured out until you actually have to do it the next day. Maybe you do that. I'm not talking about being defeatist. It's just, it's real easy to make a list in your planner. Nobody uses a planner now anymore in your, you know, in whatever your scheduling program is. I used to literally have a Franklin planner. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some people, I mean, it was leather. Thing cost like 150 bucks back, you know, in the 90s, a big leather binder. And then you had to buy refills every year. And then you got what you're going to do. And I had one of those. Well, you can write in that, okay, now this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to change. Could be financially, could be eating, could be exercise, could be spending time with people. But man, you start getting into it, it there's, that's where the, the challenge comes. And so, yeah, be real careful about looking at somebody else and going, this is easy. You don't know what they're dealing with soulishly, where their faith is, but God does, and he's, he's the one that's overall. He is looking, going, hey, man, I know what they did here and here. They're actually doing awesome. If you knew what they were dealing with, what, what they, they saw growing up, we're, we're not... We're not, the Bible doesn't just say, oh, just do whatever you want. No, but we have to address the reality that these type of things, they're an outflow of where we are soulishly, spiritually, as far as faith, where our our natural being is, and, and let God help us. So when we see the Word, we need to, while we're doing it, uh, looking at the Word, go, God, help me. Show me. Show me what my next step is. Not the next step. Now get it, uh, I'll insert this here as we're, we're talking about this. Don't take somebody's method, are you listening, and, and just say, I'm going to apply that uniformly across my life, and then everything's going to be fixed. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, touching on... Um, how, how you structure your money, how you, how you manage certain aspects. Uh, and there are all kinds of um, people's programs or methods, and, and some Christians, some not. You know, it ought to be at least Christian, but you can't look at that and go, okay, now I'm going to apply this across the board. Let the Spirit of God help you. Don't go and blindly try to apply what somebody else says is the right way because that takes out being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, you spend this much of your income here. <laughs> that's not in the Bible. Now, there is the tithe. There's 10% and above that's offerings. Uh, there are some numbers in the Bible, but we need to know uh, percentages of what you do and don't do. Uh, they can be helpful, but don't take them as a law. And that that's the way to succeed. Because after all, look at the person that did this and they're successful or quote unquote successful or they have... Be led by the Lord and the Word, and yes, you can use some practical resources and thank God for them, but they are not a law. So don't try to go, uh, they're not a law, I'll just say, that not a law any more than an exercise program is a law. How many different exercise programs are there? You know, people do just body weight exercises, people are just all into weight. Some people do Nautilus, some. Some people do, you know, they, they do this, that, and they all, you got, you can have an athlete, 
you know, great specimen in all the different methods. You know, never mind, they never tell you that genetics have a role. You know, that guy on TV, he got that way by spending 20 minutes for three times a, a, a week, you know, and got that body. Yeah. <laughs> he may have done the, the 20 minutes a day three times a week on top of the, you know, three and a half hours he was spending in his other regimen and being super disciplined in what he ate and, you know, all these other things. But, yeah, he, you know, for your promotion, yeah, he's doing this also for... 20 minutes a day for a few times a week. Yeah. You can get, you know, you can put up a, a, an example. You can put the same thing. Hey, this person got super wealthy with this method. Are you sure they're not getting wealthy selling you the method? I mean, there is, there, there, you can put up examples on all this stuff. See, God, if you just go by the word, he doesn't have any self-interest. He's not selling you anything. That's why we just do it the way he said, and you be led by the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about being led by emotion or what you want to. I mean, legit, you, you're led by what God said in his word. You can point to scripture. Uh, then you can get where you need to go. And you don't have to, nobody can judge you about it. Don't, don't worry about that. You just want to please the Lord. Amen. So we said, we read verse, uh, Proverbs 28, 22, greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty. Just be careful because a lot of things play on that, trying to pull you, get, hey, you man, you'll get it tomorrow. You'll get it next week. Uh, the Bible clearly says that's not the path. Psalm 127, verse 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Who are we serving? We're, if we're as Christians, we're serving the Lord. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Look at this. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to His loved ones. Read that again. It is useless. Everybody say, useless. useless. Say it again. Useless. useless. What does that mean? It's of no use. It's, it's a waste. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. Now, what do we read in other, other scriptures said? The hard worker gets things done. This is countering that and balancing out saying you can work too hard. So you, any truth taken to extreme is going to be error. And so we need to know that the Word of God balances these things out. It is useless. That means at the end of the day, it was a complete waste of your time. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. Didn't we read? Jesus said, don't do that. Don't, don't worry about what you're going to eat. You go after God. He knows what you need. Did Jesus, did he go around just freaking out all the time? Just go, go, go. What? No, I can't meet with you, man. I got my planner. I'm doing this next thing. Sorry, don't have time for you. Now, he didn't do everything that people asked him to do. So he didn't go. He, there's no way he could. People asked him to do stuff. He said, there's times he said no. What is he doing? He's being led by the Spirit of God. But he also wasn't just in this frenzy of busyness. Can you see? Jesus was not just, 
you know, we're getting her done, busy type. No, 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 what? And he's got, you know, people around him just feeding him these papers and stuff, and he's signing off, and no, no. <laughs> he, he was going with the flow. People come up to him, and he would go with them. Sometimes he'd say no. He, he, he was going through life at a very, it was a measured, led, he it was very full in in you know, just over three years, he, he did the will of God. He said, I've accomplished. He did what the, the Lord, what, what the Father God told him to do, but he wasn't just in a frenzy about it. Yet he was led. That's the way we're supposed to be. We should be able to have margin in our schedule to be able to help somebody if they need it, you know, by being led by God. If somebody calls, well, I don't have time for this. Well, what are we doing? You don't take every phone call necessarily either. you got to be led. Well, um, God will help us with that. You can't just take any truth and just run with it. But Jesus is our example. So it says, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to His loved ones. Everybody say rest. God gives rest to His loved ones. It says in our translation, his, He gives sleep to His beloved. Well, you are accepted in the beloved, so He gives us sleep. In other words, He wants you to get a good night's rest. Your body is more important than what you're going to use the body for. You don't wear out your body trying to get money. Your body is more important than the money. Now, you don't just sit in bed all day and say, well, I just can't wear out my body. See, then that's way over here. Okay, but there's a, there's a balance where we're doing what, we're putting our hand to something. We're doing what God would have us to do. We're trusting Him for, for, first and foremost. We're going to do what He said to do. But we're also not going to just be in a frenzy and, well, you know, man, I can only get four hours of sleep. Now, if you're one of those people, I read something about it, I mean, Evidently, there are people that can only get four hours of sleep and actually be okay. They wake up after four hours, and it's not just because just for a little bit, and they live a long life, and evidently they can do that. That's not normal. Then there's a whole lot of people that are sleep-deprived that are trying to do that. There's a whole lot of people that are like, no, I'm just going to discipline my flesh. <laughs> um, if you're not getting enough sleep, you are actually declining. The, over the time, and the, here's the thing about it, that, I, that uh, I had read an article a while ago. You don't know you're declining. You think you're actually uh, behaving normally, and you think you're just as quick, but actually you're sleep-deprived because, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it done, man. I am, I am disciplined, and you're getting five hours of sleep, and you need eight. And so your mind is slower. You're reacting. It's like somebody that's drunk thinking they, they, they're just as quick reacting. You know, uh, the, the kid, our kids had to go and, um, I don't know, what there was some class in, yeah, I know, there was some class, though, in high school. So they went and drove go-karts. Oh, it's for the driver's test, okay. So they had to go drive go-karts, and some of them, they had to wear these goggles to simulate what it was like to be under the influence in driving. And they're trying to show you, you, you don't, you, your abilities are not where you, they, where you think they are when you're driving drunk. So they're trying to illustrate to the kids that 
this is what it's actually like. So they have these goggles and they can't see and they can't react and there's somebody in front of them and they're, well, a drunk person thinks, oh yeah, I'm good. And they're like, hey, there's something and they're putting on the brake and it's like, you know, they're way slower. But they think, isn't it funny when you see somebody that's just out of it and they think they're not slurring their speech and they think they're just as, as good as, as normal? No, that's in your world, the, the world that you can't actually, uh, you're not understanding that you're slower. Well, when you don't get sleep, you are slower, but you don't think you're slower. Well, that's a problem. Amen? You, you, don't under, you think that, man, I'm operating and everything's going well, but you don't understand, I'm sleep deprived. I'm not functioning where I should function, but you think you are. And you can go for a long time like that. And now it start, then it can start having long-term effects because your body needs sleep. And it's like you can, you can twist it to where like, no, that's weak. No, that's smart. If your body needs sleep, then you need to get sleep. Now, you can take that at extreme. Man, my body needs sleep. Man, I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting 12 hours a day. Well, your body, I don't, there's nobody. That's going to cause other problems. You get too much sleep. No, again, there is something where y- you are different than the next person, and you need to find that area. You know, if you're, if you're that'd be like, you know, your car needs an oil change, and, you know, it's lengthened over time. Now they got synthetics, and it takes longer. But it used to be, you know, 3,000 miles or three months or whatever. And if your car needs to have oil changed, let's say it's every three months, and it's 3,000 miles, and you go, no, man, my car's tough. I'm going to go three years. That's not tough. Your car is going to fall apart. Your engine's just not going to work right. Right? It's, it's, not, it's not wise. It's not tough. It's, it's just dumb. Well, your body's just a machine. And God created to have sleep. And he, by, the, the Bible talks about you getting sleep. Now, God can give you grace, and then people will use things out of context and be like, oh, God, you know, just I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That does not include you habitually and chronically going without sleep. God strengthened my mortal body. Uh, Maybe you just need sleep, and then you wouldn't have to pray that prayer. (laughs) You can't override spiritual laws, you know, trying to, well, I'm just going to confess. I'm going to have what I say. Uh... That doesn't, you can't override other parts of Scripture with confession. Did you hear me? Well, I can just, you know, now, don't shoot me. Uh, we, I'm just going to eat whatever I want to eat, and I'm just going to believe God that no deadly thing is going to harm me. You know, sometimes I have, a, I, have a, it, it, I have a little bit of hesitation when I pray over something like a certain fast food, and I'm like, God bless this food. <laughs> as much as you can <laughs> because you know you know if you leave this food by itself it's still going to be around in 20 years i've seen the pictures it doesn't and i'm going to put that in my body but you know it tastes good i don't do it all the time but something you know you just kind of feel a twinge of, and we laugh we're seriously doing we'll be praying and we're like lord god and i'm not going to mention any brand names of bless this food from so and so as much as you can well, uh, you know, we laugh, but, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll do some of that stuff. And if you do it all the time, well, then we're going to be bumping up against other laws. And you can't just take a part of the Scripture and just 
um, do it in isolation and ignore other scripture. We got to work with God, and God will show you. Be like, yeah, but so and so does it. And this guy, man, I mean, they're on it. They just say, you know, you just get up and you take a cold shower and then you just go on with your day. Okay, if that works for you. But you know, if you're taking the cold shower three hours before you should get up every day, you're going to have problems. I don't care if there's a cold shower. I'm not against you if you take a cold shower or jump in a cold pool. Knock yourself out. But that doesn't, that doesn't um, mean that we should, uh, we should neglect our bodies. What does it mean for you? You've got to be led. You've got to know. You've got to know where you're at, not what somebody else is doing. You know, maybe they can do it. Maybe that's where they're at. Maybe they need more sleep. Don't judge them for it. They, they're going to be accountable for God, to God, not you. Just, just, if you're looking at what somebody else is doing, just make sure you're balancing it with the Word and with the Spirit of God, what He's told you to do, because you can get under condemnation, feeling like you got to go at a certain pace that you're not meant to go at, or for what you're doing, it's just not the right pace, and you're breaking your body down, and you're feeling guilty and condemned, and it is all useless because the Lord is not in it. Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. So we need to know what he said. Let's read that scripture one more time. We'll go on. It says, useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Gives rest to his loved ones. So you can sleep, you can pray at night. Lord, I thank you that you give sleep to your beloved. That's what it says in New King James. Here it says, uh, God gives rest to his loved ones. So, Lord, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to get good rest tonight, and I'm going to sleep well. And shut the stuff out of my head that's going on, and I'm just going to rest. And I'm going to enjoy my life, and I'm going to work for you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We'll get into a little... I don't think I'm going to get through all this today. That's okay. We'll cover what we need. That's why we pray. We'll cover what we need to pray. Let, or cover. Let, Proverbs uh, 27, verse 3. So put God first. Put your hand to something. It means work. Don't be in a hurry to get it done. The Bible also has things to say about, about watching and over uh, planning and watching over what you're doing. In other words, you don't just fly by the seat of your pants all the time. You, you, there is something to, to, to manage what you're doing. Proverbs 27, verse 23. Now, let me say this. In all these things, uh, some people, there's some people that will take these th any one of these truths and they can feel, they, you know, uh, we can take any of these truths because they, they line up with what we are, tend to do as a person and take them too far, or we can be condemned because the truth, it, it's naturally not easy for us. And so then you can easily let in condemnation because you should be doing more of it. And a lot of times, people that actually have a heart to serve God, they'll see something in the Word, and they're actually doing a really good job in the area, but then they feel like, they should be doing it way better, and so they feel condemned even though they're doing it very well. Watch that. The devil's sneaky. He knows, you know, if he can't stop you from getting to the Word, can't stop you from walking, to, you know, uh, be, having a desire to walk in God's things, he'll try to push you too far. He'll try to get you condemned. 
Now, I remember one person, uh, he was relating this um, instance where he would go to companies. Um, oh, no, I think this, this one, he actually knew the people that were working. And he was, I think he did go to companies later, but he was just relating this instance where he was at a, at a business and he was uh, telling his team and talking to him about putting in more effort and being more diligent in certain areas. And he had in mind these certain people that were not pulling their weight. And so he's saying, you know, he's talking about them being diligent and, and uh, doing things right and, and, and touching on a few issues. And then he gets done. And the, one of the people that was far and away the best worker a really good worker, very conscientious, comes up and goes, I know that was meant just for me. I'm sorry. I'm going to do better. And the people that he was really meaning just were like, hey, I don't know who he's talking. He's not talking to me and just went right on down the line. <laughs> so don't, we got we to gotta, to understand God is good. He loves us. He's never going to beat you over the head. You know, if you have a desire to improve and a desire to do what's right, he's looking at your heart. And that's why we just need to be uh, looking to him and not be so hard on ourselves, because you can be your own worst enemy. Where you, you know, and you just give Satan a foothold. He comes in and here, like in that instance, the person's actually doing an excellent job. And now he's getting beat up because he thinks he should be doing an even better job when that's not it at all. He was actually doing just fine. So you need to let the word of God speak to you in these different areas and let peace um, guide you and know that God's good. He's not going to condemn you now. He'll correct you, but it's not. It's like, hey, you can do better in this area, and it's an encouraging thing, and it's always a positive thing. Not that it won't sting, not that it won't hurt, but it's the end's good. It's never trying to, to break you down, because when, when it's condemnation, it'll just make you want to sit down and quit. Like, forget it. I can't do it anyway. That's not God. Why would God do that to you? The Almighty, the creator of the universe, is going to tell one of his little children, you're worthless, stop. You're not going to do anything the rest of your life. You might go serve the devil the rest of your life because you're so frustrated. That's not God. Proverbs 23, 24, we're just going to touch on this and then we're going to wrap up. It says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. So the Bible, and we're going to read some more script. The Bible talks about doing, um, knowing what's going on in your stuff. Now, somebody could take this, oh, I, I know. You're, you know, you could be one of the most detailed person, and if you're detailed, you know, it's easy for you to think you got to be more detailed, so you could be thinking, oh, no. And you got the best books, and you got the best organization, and you're thinking, man, I know I need to do better. Maybe this isn't really an area you need to improve in. Then there's people that maybe this is an area you do need to improve in. Well, just be open. Maybe, you know, you can come up in this area. Just let the Word of God speak to you in the Holy Spirit help you to see where you need to go. Luke 14, 28 says, Which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. So Jesus is, this is Jesus talking, he is Talking about an instance, he's saying, you know, 
if you're going to build a tower, sit down and count the cost and make sure you can finish it. Well, that's the truth. He also told um, Abraham, when he was Abram, get out of your country and go someplace you don't know where you're going. I'll tell you. He didn't map out the whole thing for him. You know, he told Noah, build the ark. He gave him the plans and told him to go, and everybody ridiculed him. You had to balance it with being led by God, because he doesn't always tell you everything, but he's saying, look, in certain situations, you've got to know where you're going, you've got to plan, but balance that by being led by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you feel like you've got everything planned out all the time, and uh, there's a whole lot of instances in the Word of God where that's not true. So that's why you don't blindly follow somebody's system. Well, they said this percentage. It's always that percentage. Maybe there's something staring you in the face that says, it's not that percentage, do this. I'm talking about like where you spend your money and such. You don't follow somebody else's convictions. You follow the Bible and the Holy Spirit. And But He did tell us to know what's going on in our affairs. That, that's wisdom. But you don't let that dictate what you do and don't do. Because some people just go by the, the method. Well, if you don't do this, you know, you're not going to have such and such. Well, uh, not necessarily. What did God say to do? He told the rich young ruler, you know, sell your stuff and give it. Well, that doesn't, a lot of people would be like, well, you don't do that. In this sense, he's telling him to give big. He didn't tell everybody that. You know, here he's saying, you better know before you go what you need to do. Well, see, we've got to be led. We've got to just look to God. He's going to help us. And we're going to get to where we need to go and grow the way we should grow as we let God be our shepherd, the Lord Jesus be our shepherd, let His Word be our guide, and the Holy Spirit guide us in line with the Word, and we're going to get there. Amen. Amen.